a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, got a couple different things going on. We talked to the Secretary of State of the state of Indiana. Friend of the show, Connie Lawson. She'll be on here in just a little bit. Talking about a special event and project she has going on. It'd be nice to talk to her again. <laughs> and of course, our good friend, producer Nicole. She got proms, so we're going to work on those proms today. <laughs> Hello, Nicole. Hi, Pete. Oh, buddy. Oh. You had a week. So last week or two weeks ago, you were skiing. Yeah. You ran into a snowboarder and busted your face. I did. Uh, yeah. Which your face is fine now. Yeah. Luckily, my face is fine. No one have I ever met. They're like, I busted my face. And you see their face like, oh, it's busted. And then like two days later, your face is fine. <laughs> well, one, thank you. Two, witch hazel. Witch hazel? Yeah. What is that? It's a natural skin toner that has aloe vera in it. Jeez. I guarantee you. Hippie. It's magic. Nicole, what happened this week? Uh, um, let's take a look. Uh, let's take a yeah. look at uh, you and as you tell the story of. If you if you live, want to watch the show, you can watch it at <laughs> PeteThePlanner.tv. I encourage you to do so. Nicole, go ahead and switch to you and, yeah. and tell us the story of your week. So you know, Monday started off great. Our VP's back. Everyone's mm. really excited. Oh, we have a baby now. We have a baby. It's the best thing. So really, it is. We uh, decided to uh, participate in the uh, uh, Bring Your Baby to Work program. And you were like, what is that? Well, one of our, our coworkers who we, we love, I was on a 12-week, uh, I almost said 12-month maternity leave, 12-week <laughs> maternity leave. Uh, and we decided as an organization that we have the flexibility and the structure that bring the baby here. We put a crib in the office. We sort of switch some stuff around. So now we have an office baby. Oh, it's the best. And like, I was on a really stressful phone call this past week, this Monday or something. And, and I leave my office. And I'm just like, ooh, that was stressful. I walk and I see the baby. And it was like instant, it was like listening into Journey. You know how it yes. makes you just feel great? And you're just yep. like, oh man, life is good. So we got an office baby. Anyway, so it's a good week. Nicole, continue. We have an office baby and your yeah. week. So anyways, office baby. Yeah. And when's, this happened Wednesday. We got freezing rain and snow mm -hmm. in, in, in the fine state of Indiana. And I was, yeah, I was like a byproduct of that this week with yeah. my car situation. Uh, on my way in, I slid across a bridge, had a little ding in my car. It's fine. Nothing kept it moving. Like, yeah. No sweat. Right. So you a little, no sweat. a little bumper slapper, fender yeah. slapper is what they're called. You, you come in, you're like, what do you think? And we, <laughs> you know, I, I give it the old dad once over. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It'll be all right. You'll it's be fine. Be fine. Yeah. So I'm fine. Keep it okay, moving. Good. And so I went to a local grocery store on the way home. We had no groceries, need some food. I come across another bridge. Sure. I'm skating across that bridge. Oh, man. I go to break, and my brakes completely lock, and I have never felt more helpless yeah. in my entire life. Well, it's me dating in high school, just that general <laughs> feeling of helplessness and despair and loneliness. So, okay, so so you, you, you 
had your second accident of the day. Yeah. Same day. Same day. And this one, not so cosmetic. Not so cosmetic. So um, my car, preface, it's 10 years old. It's got almost 150,000 miles Here we go. Here comes the justifications. It. No, but it's been a great car. Sure. But I've never felt safe in it in yeah. the snow. So it's messed up. It's, yeah. So, Frank, you come to me and you say, uh, what do you think about leasing a car? So what we're going to do, now that we're three and a half minutes of intro of that, uh, <laughs> We're going to talk through how a, a person in this situation is to evaluate with real numbers. What in the heck are you supposed to do? So, Nicole, we, we've pretty come pretty close to you're going to scrap that car probably and you might get 500 bucks for it. Yeah. You think? I think it was when it's got a brand new engine built into it. Okay. So, so maybe more than 500 yeah, bucks. We're hoping that's a little bit of leverage for that, but... Okay, and so you've made a lot of financial changes in your life over the last year, a lot of really smart, responsible moves. Mm -hmm. I wonder who your coworkers are. I don't know where that came uh, from. And you, you, you've got an emergency fund. You, you are putting money into a 401k. I mean, you're, you've been saving for this day, yeah. right? Tell us about that. So I think that's why after everything has been said and done, I've been the most frustrated about it is like after I accepted that it was what it was and it could be so much worse, I walked away like yeah. that. My airbags didn't deploy and I walked away. So I think I really wanted to feel ready to get a new car and I wanted to feel good about it because I had saved and worked and, you know, kind of earned yeah. to buy this new car. And it's just not where I'm at right now. And so that's why I'm the most frustrated about that. Well, here's a good lesson in life, whether it's having children or, uh, you know, this sort of picturesque moment of which you've saved for the car and you go buy the car it never works out that way yeah no it never works out that way no. i think of all the like, great plans i think i've put together my name is pete the planner uh, <laughs> it never works out that way nicole i've told you like sometimes like uh, mrs planner and i are like oh, we're gonna go on a date night and we're gonna go to this restaurant and and uh, of course i'm a menu scouter yeah oh i feel that and i'm like all right well, i'm gonna have this i'm gonna yep. have this and i get there and they change their menus yeah this is the same thing it's the same thing as we're talking about why put the menu on the website if it's not the same Right. I have a bone to pick. All right. And, and maybe they don't serve bones anymore on the menu. Uh, so here's where we are. You probably are getting another car. Ye like 99.98%. Okay. How? Okay. Let's, can we get in some numbers? Yeah, please. Because this is the people. This is what the people want. This is what the people want. How much are you putting down? Like uh, on the cars, a, a down payment. Um, me, myself, I'm going to do about 2,500. Okay. 2,500. And you owe nothing on, on the, the currently very cosmetically damaged car. Yeah. No, my parents paid it off. So you, when you, because it was a car from like your teen years, right? Yeah. No, my, my parents leased it. And then instead okay. of buying me a new car, yeah. when I turned 16, I inherited this car sure. and my dad got a new okay. car. So it's been a while. Yeah. Not that long. Cause you're like 20. I, it's 10 years. Okay. So <laughs> and just to be clear, you've not had your license for 10 years. No, about okay. almost eight. Oh my God. I know. Okay. Sorry. We do this every episode. Um, okay. 2,500 down. You think you might hopefully get 500 to a thousand in trade in. Yes. So you would be putting 3,000 to $3,500 down. Mm -hmm. And then whatever the dif difference is, you would be financing or 
we entertain the possibility of leasing. Yes. No, tell me why leasing seems like it makes sense because I'm not the guy that's ever going to go, leasing never makes sense, it's stupid. <laughs> I disagree with that. I think every sort of financial instrument and tool has a purpose and it's just a matter of not forcing the issue. So why do you think leasing would make sense? For me, at first I was like, I want to buy a car, I want to own this, I want to commit to this. Yeah. But that's not my, my situation is not in my head what was going to be my ideal situation okay. and so now as i've running been running numbers um we kind of figured out yesterday you and i did that it would be about fourteen thousand that i could afford to buy a car okay so if if based on what we want your monthly payment to be yes okay so monthly payment here here's how we determine it around here we've got uh, 15% of your take-home pay to go toward transportation. Now, if you happen to be a two-income household and you share finances completely, which you and your special friend don't necessarily share finances uh, completely, right? No, I mean, not, not, not at yet. this point. So, not yet. Yet. So, 15... <laughs> thank God I like him. I love I know, him. right? 15%... I, I've known him longer. Anyway. I, yeah, you have. Uh, 15% of your take-home pay. So, that has to cover any payment that you have. Uh, has to cover your fuel and your insurance. Yes. Now you like to, you like to drive at a certain speed. Maybe that's the problem. Like, oh, it's the ice. It's it's the brakes. Maybe it's you. Could you not? Okay, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> so so there's so there's that. So we know based on some reverse math that we'd like you to spend about two hundred dollars a month on a payment. Yeah. Because for you, you know, your take on pay is greatly affected by what you're putting in your 401k and some other things you have coming out of your check prior to it hitting your checking account. So we know we want you to have, and your insurance, blah, blah, blah. we want you to have about $200 a month as a payment, about at the most. Yeah, at the most. Like it's almost like I do like 10 or $15, like more over 200, sure. but like I can't get any more than like 250. Yeah, I mean, and then... Uh, like that's stretching it. That's twenty five percent more than we would want you to spend. Like yeah, that's how you have to no. think about it, right? Uh uh-uh. uh. And and then so think about it. fifty dollars a month. That's that's another, you know, meal out a week, right? Yeah. If if twelve dollars and fifty cents gets you something to eat, right? Mm-hmm. That's another meal out a week that goes away, or the flexibility goes away. So, um, one way to have a really low payment when you're in a sort of a budget crunch, and and this is a self created budget crunch in a responsible way it's not like you're broke no and it's not like you're struggling it's just that you're trying to be responsible and stay within the constraints of this 200 dollars a month budget which is a responsible thing to do yeah i was gonna say i'm just still trying to be responsible i like still still <laughs> like because right now i'm responsible with my finances right. but i don't want that to go completely out the window so there's a couple ways to get there we, we know right now the way car deals are working. There are certain offers that you can get a lease for like a, just a couple hundred bucks yeah. with not a lot of money down. Yeah. Which then changes the dynamic of this whole conversation. It does. Right? So you, you've we've got about a minute left in this segment, but tell us about sort of a lease deal that you find out the name names of cars and things. Yeah. I'm just curious. I and mean, please don't tell dealership. We're not, we did not <laughs> no. sell this advertising. So just tell the general story. Yes. So I, I've been exploring. I want like a little crossover SUV. I want to feel safe in my car again. Sure. And so I've kind of found out that any car around 20 to 22K will Oof. give me about a $200 a month lease payment yeah. with these different, you know, APR rates and, you know, the money down um, initially kind of different. They're just trying to get these 2017s out the door. So that's working in favor for me really well. I like that you go APR rate, which is annual percentage rate rate. 
Yes. It's like saying pen number, personal identification number, number. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, shut you down. I, I, I would like to say this as a point of reference. When I buy a car personally, like Mrs. Pl- we've talked about this on the show a few weeks ago. Mrs. Planner is going to be getting a car at the end of this year. Like we spend between twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars for a car. That's what we do, right? Yeah. Like now, here's some points of interest. We never buy a new car. I mean, we're not buying a new car. It's probably three or four years old. Uh, so the depreciation has taken place and we're not dealing with that. Um, that is also to say, you and I have different financial situations, but I, I personally feel like for a car, I don't want to sink any more money into it than about twenty to $25,000. For me, for Mrs. Planner, it's just like, it's just not for me. So I, I just, just for some perspective, in leasing a car that's $22,000, that's a good car. Absolutely. Let's do this. Let's take a break, come back, solve this problem. And then you have a life insurance thing going on this week too. Like, yeah, that you stood in a doorway about a half hour ago and asked me if I wanted life insurance. Oh my God. I'm not even (laughs) selling it to you. I I mean, look at that. All right. So, uh, it's the Nicole has problems edition of the million dollar plan. I'm Pete the planner. This is the million dollar plan. Stop what you're doing. And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the planner. Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion is strong against any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflaged by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revamp the camp again. Put down the stamp again. Alright, so we're back here on the million dollar plan. You know, uh, every year we come across people that have all sorts of financial questions they don't know who to turn to. Sometimes they come on our podcast. Sometimes they just email us and say, well, where do you go? Now, wouldn't it be interesting if your local municipality or your state or your nation said, you know what? We're going to have a resource for you to ask your financial questions to professionals with no strings attached. And uh, the Secretary of State for the state of Indiana, Connie Lawson, has put together a program that's doing this for the second straight year. It's called the Second Annual Straight Answer Saturday, and Secretary Lawson joins me now. Hello, Secretary Lawson. Hi, Pete. Thank you for having me on. It's good to talk to you again. It's been a while. I think I saw you last year sometime, but you've been on the show in a couple of years. I think that's our fault, not yours, of course. Um, so second, uh, second Annual Straight Answer Saturday, w- what is it? And I guess more importantly, why did you feel the need to do this as the Secretary of State? Well, we have a great educational program called Indiana Money Wise in the Secretary of State's office, and we aim to educate you know, Hoosiers of all levels. Uh, and we do go out into the community, and, but we give our own message. You know, we have a, we have a, um, a, a documentary on, on investment fraud and how to prevent yourself from being a victim, and then we do some education in high schools. But uh, many times I get asked questions when I'm on the road that I can't necessarily answer. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a financial planner. So we just thought, wouldn't it be great if we could provide that um, free service to individuals who need to talk with an attorney and you know this is, and these are not people that are uh, soliciting clients they're volunteering for the day so that they can uh, answer questions or at the very least tell someone where they need to go to get their problem solved 
So in central Indiana, this is on Saturday, Saturday February 10th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Student Center on the University of Indianapolis campus. Also, I guess now we call it UND, but you know, I'm old school, University of Indianapolis campus. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm always curious, every time we see something from your office, uh, it always seems cutting edge. I can't imagine a lot of other states are doing straight answer Saturdays for, for, for the people that they serve. Do you know of any other states doing this or is this sort of a first of its kind? You know, I don't know, but I know that our education coordinator, Kelly Greasy, is a member of the NASA group, the national uh, group, and she is on the educational committee. And so it, it could be that other states are doing it, but I tell you, uh, Kelly uh, Greasy and Kylie Hale and Valerie uh, Bereja and then the Securities Commissioner, Alex Glass, do a wonderful job of coming up with these outreach ideas. And so I'm so lucky to have them working in the office. Yeah, Kelly's one of the best financial educators out there, and and selfishly, we have her here in the state of Indiana, making her way around the state, helping folks out. Um, you know what I find interesting about this is that, in my opinion, there's nothing better than getting financial advice when call me on Monday isn't part of the financial advice. And I think what you all try to do on Straight Answer Saturday is to never have the professional say call me on Monday because you're trying to give people the straight answers. Then talk to us about how important it is to have complete advice as opposed to be my client on Monday. Sure. Well, it, I think it really is important. As I, uh, you know, our goal is to have a stress-free uh, environment, no judgments allowed. An individual can walk in and ask questions about wills or powers of attorneys or, you know, child support or, you know, child custody, uh, our attorneys have various uh, um, expertise levels, and then there's uh, going to be a number of financial pl uh, planners as well. So they can ask a question about, you know, estate planning or tax planning or education planning. So, and they can get the answer right there. Um, you know, and we're going to have a number of individuals uh, volunteer to offer this information. It's great because not only do you have financial experts, you have legal experts, you have reps from the Social Security Administration, which, I mean, I, don't, I can imagine that line or the number of people that have Social Security questions is, is out the door. And there's AARP is there, which does such great work. Uh, the Indiana Department of Child Services, U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, how much bigger is it this Holly year than Choice, last year? 529 is going to be there, as well as the Indiana Alzheimer's Disease um, Center. They're all going to be there. You know, it, it really draws uh, attention to the fact that throughout all the stage of our lives, whether it's, it's parenting a young child with maybe saving for their college education or dealing with an elderly parent or loved one, there are financial ramifications for that. Rarely do people know who to turn to, to ask, and more importantly, to who to trust. Uh, it's funny, if this event goes on for decades, you really can live your entire life uh, and get the financial answers you need on this one Saturday uh, in February. Um, how many folks do you expect? Or I mean, obviously, whoever comes is, is going to get served, but do you have an expectation of how many people might be there? We, well, you mentioned this is our second annual event, and last year we were busy from 10 to 4, and we had a st steady stream of individuals. So we're hoping with, um, you know, events like being on your show 
and other other ways that we promoted this event that we're going to have even more than that we do have more volunteers uh, you know we've partnered with the university of indianapolis and they have some students that are helping us run it as and and also uh, get the volunteers but the bar association and um, the financial planners association have all volunteered uh, to ask their folks to come and so i know we have at least 19 financial planners and i think uh, maybe 10 attorneys that will be there so and then as you mentioned all the other expertise from the social security administration and college you know, choice 529 uh, program department of child services they're all going to be there and so uh, we hope to be able to handle uh, as many people as we possibly can because we want them to just feel like they are getting you know a straight answer from a professional who knows their stuff and at the very least can tell them here's where you need to go now, I'm curious as to whether our listeners read between the lines as to what you just said. I'll, I'll say it the way I interpreted it. You're going to get to talk to an attorney, like, face-to-face and not get a bill the week after. I mean, that alone is worth coming out. I, I emailed my attorney this morning, and, and I fully expect a, a, an hourly bill tomorrow. So that is great. <laughs> you know, with the 529 plan, you know, Troy Montanay uh, fr- from that group, he is often on our show. There were so many changes with the tax law, uh, Secretary Lawson, that the 529 is greatly affected. So if people have questions uh, about that, I, I certainly encourage them to come. Now, I know, again, with the Secretary of State, at least within the state of Indiana, your office has so many duties, business services, you're the chief election officer, and you also, out of your department, is the, the securities division. Uh, for years, under your direction, your office has been known to help prevent investing fraud and uh, especially those affecting seniors and affinity scams and all those sorts of things. This really has evolved for you and your folks into more comprehensive financial wellness. What what led to that? I mean, because again, that seems like a unique uh, movement for your office as opposed to what some other folks are doing. What what inspired you to to change that? Well, the reason we've kind of just bumped our um, activities up just to another notch is because, you know, we've seen a lot of bad things happen to trusting Hoosiers. And we can go out and we can speak to groups about certain um, schemes or certain frauds that are out there. But um, we we just wanted to be able to, um, like I said, bump it up a notch so that if you know, we can present a program, but do you have another question that we could help you answer that maybe we're not answering as a part of our own program? So we just want to make sure that we're availing to seniors and and Hoosiers of all ages the information that they need in order to be financially uh, sound. And, you know, the work, just like the work that you do, talking to to, um, our constituents, we think that education is the key. That's if someone is educated, if they're financially literate, they will stay out of investment fraud trouble. You know, I've always felt that like our challenge as a Hoosier community with investment fraud is sort of this uniquely Midwestern problem. And it's that we're so trusting, you know, it's like, well, this is the this is Indiana. No one's going to take advantage of me. Do you find that when you're out on the road talking to folks that that sentiment persists? Do you, do you think it is because we're a trusting people? Well, I think we certainly are trusting, and I think our seniors are even more trusting because they were brought up in an age where they didn't have to, you know, worry about uh, their neighbors or yeah. even even family members um, 
pulling something off on them or stealing their money. So I do, I do believe that Midwesterners are uh, likely more trusting, but I will tell you that um, because of the work of people like you, our Attorney General, uh, Medicaid Fraud Services, um, people, even the senior groups that I go to, they're aware of you know, unsolicited calls and what happens, and, and they will tell me about um, a scam maybe that, you know, that they recognized when somebody called them. So I think we're beginning to get the message out. I don't, obviously, you know, you have to keep working at it constantly. If you ever think we're done at this job, uh, then that's when we're all in trouble, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I do think that seniors are and Hoosiers are becoming more educated and more aware of just what can happen uh, from an unsolicited phone call. So I want everyone to go see Secretary Lawson and her team and, and bevy of volunteers Saturday, Saturday, I can't talk, Saturday, February 10th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at UND campus, the Student Center. Uh, best of luck with this. Thanks for all you do. I, I, you wear more hats than any other state official. Uh, and, and I've said that to you consistently. It's amazing how much you and your team does. And so thanks for doing this and best of luck with uh, your event on the 10th. Well, I certainly appreciate that. And we're gonna continue to make it better. All right, coming back after the break, more on the Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Hand on the beat. Yes, sir. Glass house. Yes, sir. Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher. ATFU. Naptown. Yeah. Cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul but young and age of lost player. Not from the Himalayas. But my Back on the Million Dollar Plan, the Nicole Has Problems edition of the show. Thank God for you, Nicole, and your problems. Oh, I'm so happy to share me and my problems with the world. Nicole got in two car accidents this week <laughs> on the same day. You just... Just cut to the chase. Like, what, what, what are we beating on the bush here? And if there was a bush involved, you'd hit it with your car. Thank you, Peter. I like that you called me Peter. Yep. Sound like Mrs. Planner now. <laughs> I know. Okay, so you got into our car accidents because you're basically an amazing driver. I. It was ice. It was ice. This it, is not the yes. point. Yes. No. I when I got out of my car, I literally almost yeah. ate it. Because you it was you so ate the sad. ice because you were hungry because of all the wrecking. Yeah, probably. Okay. So you're, you're, we're, 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 you got to get it. We're probably getting another car here. Yeah. So here's where we're at. If you just left off, uh, if you're just joining us, like the show's been going, like what are you doing? But look within yourself to find that answer. But here's where we <laughs> left off. <laughs> we, uh, she's got about $200 a month budget that we're trying to get a car payment into. She has $3,500 to put down. So Nicole, here's the way I view this. There's a deal you can get. You went over this crossover. I don't even know what that means, but the there's deal. like, you can get a deal for 200 and what? Uh, 219. 219. And how much would you put down? They only have me putting down two grand. Two grand? I thought shifted from yesterday. Well, I told you 199.99. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, no, I think you said 199. No. I thought you went. A sincere. Wait. My bad. 199. Oh, I'm throwing, wait. Wait, I'm throwing an extra nine in there. How many nines are involved? 
What's the number? Say the like full number, like a kindergartner would say. One thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Okay. I don't like that deal as much now. I know now you're upset because we were like, that's the, that's the jam. You went home and you were like, that's the jam. So your options are to put down two grand. Can we yeah. just say that? Yeah. Two grand and then pay $219 a month. And then at the end of three years, you, you got nothing. Yeah. You got, you got nothing. You $2,000 gone. And then let's see, 20, you know what? It's Fridays or it's the weekend. I don't know it's what it is. Weekend. Look, if you're listening to the radio show on a, like on a radio, like what people do, <laughs> Like I'm, I'm not in the studio right now. No. That's why I don't take your calls. One, don't, don't yeah. care to. Mm-mm. Two, um, it's, it, 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 this is taped. Seventy eight hundred dollars is what you'd pay, and then all, all told, you pay like ninety eight hundred dollars to that car, and then you'd be done. And guess what, Frank? You got nothing, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What, what's your voice? Talk well, to me. I'm not working with a lot here. Well, no, no, that's not the you point. Know, that's not the, don't do that. I, that. I understand, but you would understand. Please understand. I do. At the end of, of three years, you will have driven a car. You would have had a great time. You would have nothing to show for it. And you'd, we'd start over. Yeah. Which isn't, which isn't awful because maybe that's what you need right now, which is the bigger point. Yeah. Maybe, and, maybe that's the right thing. But let me present a different option okay. that you won't like. I know I won't. Yeah, I can tell already. I know. So we we, <laughs> we did some of the maths. That's what we I, do here. If you bought a car yeah. that was total price of fourteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars, put your thirty five hundred down. Yeah. Your payment would be about what do we say the same? No, it'd be like two seventy five ish. Um. No. Wait, what? Yeah. Plus. I gotta grab the computer. Here's what's happening. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look this up now. I don't think that's right. Are you okay? Keep well, going. Keep going. No, you, I was you. gonna say, but then I've also now had to take into consideration that more times than not, with these cars that are fourteen thousand dollars and three to four years old, that yeah. they would all need new tires. Probably gonna have to look at doing some brake work. Oh my gosh, you're talking yourself out of this. I know certified pre-owned is what you need like yep. it's like it's it's like okay so here oh here whatever, dude we got it right here what interest rate do you think you'd get 4.9 or 5.9 okay we're gonna go 4.9 okay. two nines Double. a five-year car loan which i don't like right i'd rather you have a shorter car loan 207 dollars a month financing eleven thousand bucks of the fourteen thousand dollar car mm-hmm. 207 so right and then at the end let's say let's just be really fair here Mm-hmm. At the end of that time frame, at the end of the five years, what do you think the car is is worth? Maybe seven or eight. And, and I think that's generous, right? Yeah. I, I would say probably, arguably, less than five that. or six. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a big car guy. Yeah, same. I'm totally not a car guy. I know. Like, I know nothing about cars. <laughs> the only reason I know anything about cars is because I've been on the internet. Yeah. Trying I don't to find even a know. Car. So, but there's, there's another component to this. Let's say your car is worth five or 6,000 and it's paid off. You own it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You own it. Like yeah. it's yours. You, it's, it's, who cares what it's worth? You have it. It's not like you, you, you pay it off and then you go and sell it and you're like, I got five grand. Cause then you don't have a car. Yeah. But in that moment you have a car mm-hmm. and, and the lease, you, you paid the money, mm-hmm. which you, you pay the money for the car, but you got no car. Yeah. 
So that's where we're at. Now, I, I do want you to, to, to know there is a, a, an okay decision, and then there's probably a better decision. And we, what we can't do is, is say, well, if you don't make the great decision, then you're an idiot. Like, that's not where we're at, yeah, right? No. If you choose to lease, that's fine. I don't think it's the optimal decision, but who cares what I think? And what a worse decision would be to do is to lease a car for $299 a month. Yeah. Right, that's where things like when buying a car, this conversation we've had, there's some okay alternatives either way. Yeah, either way, I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna have a car and life will carry on. Yes, but and you're not doing this, but if you let that attitude of it'll all work out go too far, mm-hmm. you end up with a $300 a month car payment, or you go to the dealership, you express that sentiment of everything's gonna be all right, you know, like <laughs> that. and you end up in a terrible situation. And I think when, I don't wanna say most people, cause that's not true, but when people go to the car lot, that can happen. It's, it's that you go with a budget idea. You're, you're saying, Frank, you're saying, uh, it'll all work out, but I'd like to spend around 200, right? I mean, it's sort of what you're saying. Yeah. But, but if, if they're able to bell and whistle you and say this and this, and this is a steal, and this is really a $30,000 car, no. you're getting it for 21. No. I, I know no, yeah, I know that you're no. saying no, but that is how these things fall apart. Yeah. No, it's like it, I'm not going to put myself in a terrible financial situation by spent being like, Oh yeah, I could do $300 a month. No, I can't. Yeah. I can't do that. Well, if you, if you did, by the way, you wouldn't be the first person to do that. And, and, uh, I, I think you and I were talking earlier this week. I, I think the situation you're in, it, Mrs. Planner and I were in the exact same situation when, when we were your age, this is where I sound like a dad always. Yeah. It's okay. I don't work. I you are to, a dad. I, I am a father. I'm just not your father. Your father yeah. sounds like a wonderful man, though. He is. Uh, so, yeah, like, I've been there. Like, I get it. I, I think we ended up making a decent decision when, yeah. when we went through this. I, I think all told, since people are listening, we're talking about cars, the, the cardinal sin of buying a car, the number one cardinal sin. Nicole, let's say you owed 2000 bucks on the car. Mm-hmm. Okay? Let's somehow just yeah. create this scenario in which the car that currently is in our parking lot that... It looks like it has been at a county fair demolition derby. Don't talk about her like that. Well, she's got some cosmetic issues. She's embarrassed. <laughs> if you owed two thousand, and and then we're we're at the same problem. You probably need a new sled, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And and given all the eyes, a sled would help. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not that sorry. I almost called you Peter again. And I don't do it again. You only get one for a show. Uh, then there's a problem because you go and you try to facilitate this deal and then they finance in the the, the current loan you have into the new loan and, and they call it negative equity. You have negative equity in the car. So that is to suggest, again, if you hypothetically owed two grand and you're buying a $20,000 car hypothetically, you would be financing or doing the financing on the lease of $22,000 for a car that is worth 20. Yikes. So you're immediately underwater as they say on that car or upside down on that car and the second you do that the second you go into a dealership you're like my car is in trouble but i still owe money on it and they're like you know what don't worry about it. we'll just finance it in and we'll get you in this new car and you'll be good to go some of that is true and here's the here's the here, here's the what's true you do get to leave the lot like that part yeah. is true good to go not so much if you finance a car uh, a, a negative equity into a new car loan you have made a disastrous decision. Yeah. No. And you're not doing that, so 
Oh my gosh! Going yeah. off of that though, they have those buying power calculators. Yeah, on don't their do those websites. Oh my gosh, Ooh. I did one. What did it say you could afford? Twenty thousand dollars to buy. I could buy twenty thousand dollars on a how many year car loan? On a three year car loan. No, there's no way. No, no way. way. I would never do that. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. So I got a little riled up about that. I want you to know, and, and this might be an empty promise as we as we wrap up this segment. <laughs> <laughs> I will not judge you for this decision. Thank you. That may seem insincere. It, it may be insincere. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I, I, th- I think you've got two decent options. Yeah. One is, in my opinion, better. I think getting a $14,000 car and financing it and owning it is a better decision. Mm-hmm. That is what the 40-year-old me would do. Yeah. Okay? But you're not a 40-year-old man with male pattern baldness. Oh. You're not. I'm not. You're right. So if you're going to lease... I'm good with that. Just, just keep the payment. And plus, then that other $1,500 that you don't have to put down, that, that can just go into your emergency fund. Yeah. Or you can use it for a couple... Well, I wouldn't use it for... Just put it in your emergency fund. Yeah, it's just going to go in there. So do you think that's what you will do? I think so. And I think part of it is, too, is my dad is a proud engineer. Yeah. And the more he looks at, you know, the differences between the two and yeah. what I would be paying between the two of them, I think he wants me to be as safe as I possibly sure. can. So that's kind of why we've been looking at the newer cars, just yeah. because they've got so many more safety features that I we can add. I just received a text message. A text message? A uh, how to drive safer, slow down. Huh, interesting. Slow down. <clears throat> All right, let's take a break. Uh, and coming back, the biggest waste of money of the week. Nicole, did we, oh, we didn't even talk about the life insurance thing. Aw, oh, darn. Oh, we picked on you enough today? Yeah. I've been picked on for the past like three days. You're interesting. You're interesting. (laughs) Uh, All right. Come back after the break. Biggest waste of money of the week and more. Uh, This is a million dollar plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Every day living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I gotta do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. This lays great errors to rest. Let me remain calm until it all calms down. This week's biggest waste of money of the week here on the Million Dollar Plan is the Sigsor Smart Humidor Sensor. Aficionados know that to maintain optimal quality, cigars should be stored in a space that maintains a relative humidity of 70 to 72%, a temperature of 64 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit, and is ventilated regularly. Instead of constantly checking on them, toss a Sigsor smart humidor sensor in with your prized schmokes. This Wi-Fi connected gadget keeps track of both the humidity and temperature inside your humidor, sending you an alert if things are suboptimal, along with reminders when you should let in some fresh air. It's available in black anodized aluminum, stainless steel, or gold plate, and is made in Switzerland. Switzerland. 
$200. Here's the thing. What? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm sure it's great. And I don't even know if it works. Probably works. But you're just protecting something that you're, you're smoking tobaccos. <laughs> Have you read the studies? I used to smoke cigars a little bit in college because I, I thought it was cool. That. I could see that. Like, you know, everyone has that stage. Yeah, I do has. other things now that make me feel cool. but Like fishing. <laughs> Let's slow it down. <laughs> this is not about me. This is your problems. This is your problems, not my problems. Hey, I had to serve it up a little bit. Well, <laughs> you got served. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, listen to the show. Uh, that's a waste of money. Uh, Want to be on the show? Be on the show. No, you can't be on the show. Check out our podcast on PeteThePlanner.com. <laughs> slash podcast that's all we have time for nicole's are you gonna are you gonna have a new car next week yeah oh my god <gasps> can we wait until all the snow goes away no okay that's it have a good week bye if you want to be on this podcast and have pete fix your money like then hit us up at petetheplanner.com slash podcast you heard me petetheplanner.com slash podcast log on this is for Information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning the flights. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the freshest fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations. I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, adjourn. and beats I burn, I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, and beats I burn, I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try, can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?